Hi, and welcome to EcoGal, The Curious Consumer. I'm Ashley. Today in the EcoGal studio with me is Megan Gill. Megan is the owner of The Goodfill in East and West Nashville. Her passion to see consumers become more thoughtful about the impact of the purchasing decisions led her to open Nashville's first packaging-free shop. The Good Fill has diverted over 100,000 plastic bottles or containers from landfills and 1,000 more pounds of personal and home care waste. By offering sustainably made and package-free alternatives, Megan hopes to open up a larger conversation about how our everyday decisions make an impact on people and the planet. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So for those listeners that have never been to a refill shop, could you describe what to expect when they come in your door? Yeah. So the um, refill shop or packaging free shop um, idea is that when you come in the store, you would either bring your own bottles to refill with, or you would purchase some of ours to refill. Um, We offer all of your basic home personal care necessities, um, either in liquid form or completely waterless. Um, and yeah, the idea is just to help people cut back on packaging waste at home. There's a lot of, um, products that can easily be refilled, um, things like dish soap, laundry detergent, um, things that, you know, you don't always have to be buying a new plastic container, plastic, stays around forever. We don't actually know how long it takes to break down because it's only existed for, you know, the last hundred years. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's just so much that we don't know about the effects that it's going to have. And what we do know, um, the, the effects we do know it's going to have on the planet are, Mm -hmm. are negative. So, um, so yeah, hopefully by doing this model, it encourages people to really think about, you know, every single piece of plastic that they're throwing away. And we found that it really does. So not only is it, has it stirred the conversation around, you know, what happens to your shampoo bottle when you're done with it, but, mm-hmm. um, what happens to all of the other waste that you're using on a day-to-day basis, especially the single or limited use plastics that you use on a daily basis. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning, just kind of how do we begin to put our heads around just mm-hmm. the, amount of these single use, right? And I was thinking, okay, well, I live in an apartment building, 256 apartments, one to two bedrooms. And Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, we've all been washing our hands a whole lot. So even if it's just one apartment per month of hand soap, that's, you know, that is what, 256 a month and then around 3,000 a year, one product. That's one. Yeah. Just one product. Um, And yeah, I mean, then you think about your food, your, um, you know, water bottles that you buy out or really like the last two years, we've all been eating out so much more because it's been easier and all of that waste that's now becoming the norm again for people who had started to cut a lot of it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, there's so, I mean, 50% or more of the, the packaging you use, you use once and throw it away. Um, so yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of waste. Yeah, even if you are recycling and a lot even of people you don't, you know, it's still right. like there's a large carbon footprint in that. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think what you're really doing is giving consumers a choice right, to yeah. cut down on their waste. Right. And even, even what is recycled, I mean, that's the whole reason for the zero waste movement is mm-hmm. 
really, we know now that less than 9% of plastics actually get recycled. So even if it has the recycling symbol on it, which is just made, that's just put on there from the manufacturers. They want you to believe you can recycle it. But when it comes down to it, it, that trash, that recycling is passing through so many hands that once it gets to its final destination, Mm -hmm. it often gets trashed because it's either dirty or it's not the right kind of plastic or there's no value in the material. Um, So yeah, I mean, there's so many complications and plastic was never actually really meant to be recycled. So there's also that. So yeah, what we're doing is helping kind of um, cut out that whole entire process, the landfill possibility, the recycling. um, Like you said, it's resource intensive. There's a, Mm -hmm. there's a high carbon footprint for it. So Um, if you can recycle bottles right there, you know, you're reusing them and repurposing them, then that is definitely the way to go. Yeah. It's hard to really think about all the different products that we use as consumers Mm -hmm. to think about the supply chain and, and all the resources that came before, you know, right. We don't, it's just not how we're trained to think, at least here in the United States. I think Canada, like I, I talk to people in Canada, I work with them there and um, I know they have a different perspective because they have infrastructure put in place. Right. And also it's just part of kind of their culture, you know, so it, it, it gets more baked in, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and here in the U.S., it's definitely, um, you know, we have a long ways to go. And so I love we that do. this concept, I think, of, of having, uh, it's kind of like buying in bulk almost. It's like you can take your yeah. container in and you can fill it up. And um, yeah. And so I would love to hear more about the different products that you offered because I came in the mm-hmm. store and I thought there were some really unusual fun things. I think the the toothpaste, which is mm-hmm. like the little um, pellets almost. Yeah, yeah. They're like little tablets. They mm-hmm. um, dissolve really easily in your mouth. So like as soon as you start to chew them up, they become a paste. So it really, um, I mean, my favorite one is the Huppy brand. We... Um, I use them every day. I love them. I've never wanted to go back to um, regular toothpaste in a tube. Um, They're so easy. They're easy to travel with. It's not messy. You literally just grab one, start to chew it up, and immediately it becomes a paste. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of products that we carry that are pretty much no-brainers. Like our shampoo bars are great. You use them and you think this is going to be a big switch. And maybe the first or second time you're using it, but once you've adjusted and your hair is adjusted or you've adjusted to that new habit, then it's mm-hmm. just a kind of, it's a no brainer, you know? Um, I mean, waterless products really are the way to go. I love that we offer refillable liquid products. Um, I think there's a lot that you can do with liquid products, a lot of products that can be made in liquids that can't be made as solids and mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, but yeah, so the the liquid products definitely help bridge that gap for people who aren't ready to try the solid products. Um, so yeah, we sell everything from um, dish soap, hand soap, lotions, um, facial products, hair products, kind of like your basic needs. And we're always looking to grow. Um, mm. So yeah, I I'd say you can. I mean, I very, very rarely ever have to find anything outside of the shop. And we try to keep it really simple too. Like you don't need five cleaning products. You need an all-purpose cleaner, Mm -hmm. a sanitizer, you know, and like some baking soda, you know? Um, and so we have those things and, 
and you just have to kind of get creative. You have to try, you know, new things maybe to get stains out or things like that. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to go anywhere else. Our five products for home and body are what we get. And yeah. Nice. I also noticed you had Epsom salts in there mm-hmm. and um, vinegar, vinegar. That's right. Shaving. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, things for shaving for men, right? You yep. have, um, you offered the shaver and then I guess, so talk a little bit about that, about kind of what you offer. Oh yeah. So um, we have a really beautiful razor from a company called Leaf that is an actual pivoting head reusable razor. So it's like a one of a kind design where you just kind of twist the back of it. It opens up the front and you slide those little razor blades in. The razor is meant to last you forever. And then the blades are all you switch out. And they're little half blades, the traditional like safety razor blades. And you just slide those in. They sit in there like nice and tight. And then when you're done with those blades, you can bring them back into us to recycle. And then that that's another really great thing about what we're doing is offering recycling and proper disposal of everything that we sell. So you like, if you buy a silicone, uh, reusable Ziploc bag, the stasher bags, you Mm -hmm. can bring those back in. We'll send them back to the company and they turn those back into like, um, playground pebbles for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and there, yeah, there's so many other things that we can take back and either compost or, you know, our metals or even some of our plastic pump tops, we can take everything back to properly recycle and we're paying for that. So we know it's actually being done you know, where when you're, you're throwing everything in one bin, um, where multiple types of plastic, multiple types of materials are being recycled together through like your curbside bin. A lot of that stuff doesn't get recycled because it's so easy. It's so difficult to sift through, Mm um, where, you know, when you're bringing, we have separate boxes for everything and we send it all, you know, to, we send a lot of that stuff to TerraCycle. We send it back to the companies that made it to begin with. So, so for those who don't know about TerraCycle, that's in mm-hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. Do you want to just give them a little bit of information because you have vetted the company? Yeah. Right. Yeah. TerraCycle is a really amazing um, company that has. So TerraCycle's model is circular. So they want to encourage recycling for every type of material. Um, right. Everything from literally food to cigarettes, even, um, they are finding innovative ways to put materials back into production. Um, granted with plastics, we know that plastics can only be recycled like one to three times before they're downgraded to trash because they mm-hmm. lose the, their quality. But, um, TerraCycle specifically tries to partner with other companies that, um, will turn those materials back into something that lasts. So like building materials, we're already making plastic building materials, but let's use recycled plastic for that, you know, um, things like that. So that is one reason that I really love them is because we also have to buy plastic, um, medicine bottles, contact lenses, you know, there are so many things that make plastic unique that Mm -hmm. there are no replacements for the way that we, um, for our current needs. And so TerraCycle provides a way to create that process in a circular, you know, fashion. So the things that you do use that you can't give up, you put back into material reproduction. So, yeah. Yeah. They're a great company. 
And yeah. I know that you really care because I know that you have to pay for those boxes. Oh, yes, we do. It's not cheap to recycle. It's, not, it's really expensive. So, yeah. um, and I think more companies do need to take the responsibility on um, of putting their materials that they're selling back into production so that mm. people, you know, we're, we're, we just are making too much trash. I agree. We need to take responsibility all the way through the supply chain yeah. and ourselves as consumers, right? So we all have 100%. a choice. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for explaining all that. <laughs> yeah. So what has surprised you so far in this venture? Honestly, the amount of people that are willing to um, change their shopping habits. Um, we're in an, an age where people can easily buy what they need online and they don't have to think about it. It comes right to your doorstep in as little as, you know, a day. And, um, so going shopping in person alongside bringing your own containers, having to clean those containers or, um, yeah, just taking the time to refill them that that's time consuming. And, um, often the things that are better for the planet take up more time. And so watching people um, be willing to change their habits and um, walk in the store and just talk about that and mm -hmm. um, really see people and like enjoy it and not view it as something that's a burden um, because I can see how it could easily become that, you know, like I said, convenience is it's, it's great because you save the time and it's not as convenient as other options. We try to make it, you know, as quick and easy as possible, but yeah. So I'm, I'm really surprised about how many people are willing to do it. I mean, we grew really fast and we continue to grow mm -hmm. and it's, it's so great. Just the community around the idea is it's really fascinating. Yeah. It's, a, it's an idea that's met its time. Yeah, for sure. And I think when we can begin to put some more planning in place, because I do, I do find for myself that mm -hmm. I really have to kind of be prepared, think ahead, yep. put a system in place, you know, even right. with, with my recycling, when I really put that in with all my different bins and my compost, mm -hmm. that is when I knew that, you know, I could really actually begin to do this effectively. And then right. again, to start going, well, what can I cut back on as far as not having these, you know, single um, use plastics and whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is why I love a refill station. Of, of yeah. any kind. So I was so happy that you opened this up. And, um, but I, you know, I think that having maybe even um, a little carrier for mm -hmm. some jars would be really good because I think right. when yeah. we finish them and then we sanitize them, right? Because you also, I think this is an important component that I've had mm -hmm. people talk about, like, well, how sanitizing is this? And what mm -hmm. about contaminants? Right. Uh, you know, and so I know that you put something on the website or you'll also tell people in the store how to do that. Yeah, how to sanitize. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's well, an important you know, component. Yeah, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't think about is how many preservatives are already in your product. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, if you're filling up a similar product, as long as it's not old, it's okay. Like, especially with soaps um, and, and things that wash off. But that is a good point. And that's one of the reasons that we haven't done a lot of like face products and leave-on products 
mm-hmm. so far is really figuring out, like, it's really important to me to make sure that it is a sanitary process because the whole reason that we've done packaging the way that we've done it, and we haven't done more re- refills as a society is because of um, the sanitization side of it. You know, you if you are refilling the same eye cream over and over and over again, your eyes are a very sensitive area. You know, you need to, you need to know you're putting a clean product on your face. Um, and so, yeah, we, we definitely recommend like after a year, clean your bottle completely, let it dry. So there's no water in it and then bring it back in. Um, and yeah, alongside that, and then just refilling the same product, making sure you're not adding any water to your products. Like we try to talk to people a lot about that. We usually mm-hmm. like kind of subtly inspect bottles as they come in, you know, um, and encourage people like, Hey, you know what? We have a pouch option. Um, I'd recommend maybe sanitizing this jar, but for today, I'll go ahead and put your product in a pouch. That way, when your jar is clean, you can go ahead and refill it. Um, and then, like I said, too, is we, we accept those bottle tops back, um, to recycle. So if you've had your pump for a while, Mm-hmm. we recycle it so that you're not, you know, old product isn't really sitting in those tops and things. And, um, yeah, it's definitely, it takes a lot of creative, like planning and communication yep. with customers because again, yeah, you're like, you're saying it is more complicated than this grab grabbing a new product and a new container. You've got to really think about what you're putting your products in and, um, how they're getting to your customers in a safe manner. But yeah, one of the ideas that I'm really excited about is like with things like um, baby cream, Mm -hmm. uh, like diaper cream or face creams, like um, lotions and things like that is doing a program where we do bottle take back. So you would bring your bottle back in, we would sanitize that and you would get the new refilled container. So you always got a clean container. Um, which ideally would be the way a grocery store would work, you know, um, someday maybe, (laughs) but yeah. So, so that is a system we're looking at, um, next for a lot of those products that we have a more difficult time, um, refilling or imagining refilling, I guess. So, so yeah, we have a, um, a dishwasher in the back of our store that has a sanitization like feature. And so we can, we'll be able to add on that kind of refill process, which is really exciting because it'll help us expand beyond what most refill companies are able to do. Nice. And I also noticed that when I brought my deodorant in to get filled and I love that I can finally bring my glass container in and have Mm -hmm. you fill that is that, um, the shop person took my bottle and she sanitized mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, she right. was very careful about how she, you know, right. puts the product into it. So right. I yeah. can see you that. Want, you yeah. don't want your you armpits touching somebody else's armpits. That's right. right. So, That's right. So, yeah, we are very thoughtful of the, those kinds of things. And speaking of the product, so because these are refilled, I'm curious about your sourcing criteria of mm-hmm. what, you know, what's important to you, like the top three things when you look for a new product. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would say the top three things would be, um, is it sustainably made, sourced, and packaged? Um, So we consider all those three things. And then kind of a breakdown of that would be, um, is it also made in fair conditions? So as much as we can, we try to find out that information. So 
We choose from with a lot of our physical products. So this is another example with the Stasher reusable Ziploc bags would be um, they are a B, B Corp certified company. So we know they've already been certified in those areas, um, which is why we choose to partner with those kinds of companies. And then for companies that haven't either gone through the certification process yet, we at least try to ask the questions and get mm-hmm. some sort of proof back from them. Because I mean, we it's it's really difficult to become certified and we work with a lot of small businesses. So as much as we can, we try to source from those businesses first. And, and then we also, the third one would be locally, um, trying to make and or so source locally as much as possible. Um, and if we can't find it locally, then we fall back on the other two. Um, so yeah, I, and then also trying to make our own. So our cleaning products are all made, um, just two hours away from us in a lab. And, um, which is great because then we can get those in really large, um, drum and those can be, um, we either, send those back to the lab to be refilled or we send them to a reconditioning place that reconditions those drums and sells them again to another company to be used. So, um, so it is a very circular process and nothing ever gets wasted in that process. And then with products that we're making ourselves, we choose to get, you know, ingredients in bulk and then we can continue to make it so that it's always fresh in the store um, which is something we want to be able to do more of. And it's really exciting because then it's all made in house and right. that creates a circular um, process as well. Sounds like so, it's yeah. just a constantly evolving and, and, oh, it and discovering. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to a few consumers and I told them I was going to be interviewing them. And mm-hmm. I was curious to know what questions they would have for you. Yeah. So uh, one of them asked about uh, the soaps being scent free. Mm-hmm. Do you have many that don't have any? We do. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the least ingredients as possible. Make it effective. Don't make it complicated, you know? So like with your hand soap, you just need to clean your hands. Yes. You don't want it to be over drying. You don't need all these ingredients to be washed down the drain. So we were really lucky to find our supplier for our hand soaps and cleaners because that's, what he believes as well. Um, and that's how he runs his lab is keep it simple. Um, and you know, we, when we originally said, well, let's add some essential oils to these products and these products, and here's the percentage we want in there so that the scent is strong. He challenged me and was like, you're washing plants down the drain just for the sake of, you know, having something that smells really good for two seconds. And so we do have essential oils and like Mm -hmm. our hand soaps, um, and things, but, and, and there are, places where I do compromise because, you know, we do have to sell products and people want scents. Um, but we try to keep it at a low amount so that it is sustainable. And we only use essential oils that we know are really easy to, um, grow and source and are, can be sustainably sourced. So like lavender, lemon, things like that, no sandalwood or even vanilla, like, um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of controversy, with fragrance, not only fragrance, but also essential oil. So you kind of trade off on one, like fragrances can have, um, you know, phthalates and all kinds of ingredients. There are some synthetic safe fragrances that Mm -hmm. we think we know of. Um, and then there are unsustainable essential oils, but they're natural. Um, 
And so, yeah, trying to find this balance, there is, it's not easy because a lot, I mean, we have people ask all the time, can you get another scent of dish soap? And my big thing is like, well, we, we could, we don't really even have a scent of dish soap to begin with. And you're, you're washing it down the drain, you know? (laughs) Right. So I, I, there's a, there's an element of wanting to create a good experience for people, but then also trying to get people to really think about what's, what's necessary, you know, where, where are we looking for experiences where we don't actually need them, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and where are we looking for experiences and like, how do those experiences maybe cause a negative, you know, um, yeah, have negative repercussions, I guess would be yeah. that. So it's kind of like what the purpose is. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're definitely in a business model in the United States where it's all about consumption. Like, uh-huh. it's, you know, things aren't even made as well as they used to be so that they break down and then you have to go buy it again. So, right. And we don't really think too deeply or really think even to, to kind of question or challenge the process of a Right. Of a product, you know, so Mm -hmm. this is, I think, a new awareness that we're beginning to have. Absolutely. Um, Okay. And then another woman asked, um, so what would you say to her if she's like, well, I've got this brand loyalty to a certain (laughs) soap or shampoo? Yeah. I mean, I think that, well, first of all, we have a lot of customers that, that would say the same, um, which is one of the reasons we love to do samples. So like bring in some jars, you know, wash them out, dry them, bring in some jars and just try a couple of ounces. I think one of the reasons that people are afraid to switch is because it takes you so long to get to something you like and you spend so much money in the process. And then once you finally find something that works, most people are like, I can't go through that again. You know, Mm -hmm. deodorants is is something that people always talk about. So we offer, even though it's in like the little plastic package, we offer samples of like one of our local, like you said, the little seed deodorants. Um, mm-hmm. So that, you know, there's less waste in the end. You're not wasting the product or the jar and you get to try it to see if you actually like it. And oftentimes that's what gets people to switch is making the that trial process a little bit easier. So that would be part of that. And then my second, the second part would be, or the second answer to that would be just like switch one thing, you know? Um, try something new and switch one thing at a time, like take your time. And, and then if you really don't want to switch, then you can bring those bottles back into recycle with us. Like, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Good answer. Well, Mm -hmm. so the final question I have for you is, um, do you have a favorite spot in Nashville where you spend your time when you're not in the shop? Oh gosh. Well, Honestly, with my daughter, <laughs> anywhere outside with my daughter, um, I have a three-year-old and um, just teaching her to like love the earth and be outside and be fascinated by very simple things, you know, like it's so fun and refreshing to be with a tiny person who is just fascinated by like the shape of a leaf, you know, um, and it helps you really I don't know. It just helps you kind of slow down and enjoy these very simple things that we take for granted on an everyday basis. Um, you know, rather than, Oh gosh, I brought her to target for the like first time a couple of months ago. That was a total disaster, a total mistake, you know, cause she's just like, I need all of these things. And <laughs> like, no, you don't let's go back to the park. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, like just simplifying 
and spending time with people that I love. <laughs> yeah, right. Putting our time and energy into what really is important and what matters. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, thank you, Megan. This has really yeah. been informative. And I'm just, uh, I, I'm sure that people of Nashville are grateful for the store to be here. And uh, so for great. those that haven't yet been over there, I hope they come and try the good fill. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then I guess they would find you. Do you have an Instagram, a website? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're everything pretty much if you Google or go on Ecosia, um, which is an eco-friendly search um, engine, you can um, just search the good fill and you can find us. But yeah, Instagram's the good fill, Facebook's the good fill, and then it's thegoodfill.co is our website. Yeah. That's a great browser, by the way. I think after so many searches, they plant trees. Yeah, my, right. I, I forget the exact amount, but I also use them as well. So yeah, they're great. Yeah. Okay, awesome. great. Well, I will see you with a good film. Thank you so okay. much for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Sharing the show or an episode that really resonated with you, with friends or on social media is always appreciated. For podcast updates, please subscribe at ecogal.tv forward slash subscribe. Graphic elements and logos, courtesy of Linda Cornelius. Audio editing by Danielle Mikesell. Our theme music was created by Taylor Pye. You can find us on Instagram at ecogal.tv. We appreciate your support and we value your time and energy. So we hope you found this useful and of value. Thank you for listening. See you back here soon, and until then, stay curious.